I have my laptop out and you know what that means. More random number. <clears throat> Wrong answer. Okay. We uh, are toponyms. Yes. Yes. Today we're going to discuss cars that are automotive toponyms. Toponyms. Cars that were named after places on planet Earth. Unless there's a Pontiac Pluto that I haven't <laughs> talked about. <laughs> or Nissan Neptune. We, do, we did discuss some cars that were named after... Oh, there's a Jowett Jupiter. A Jowett? That, that, it, it's an actual car, and that's an actual place that's Fine. not on Earth. So Fine. we're not I, going to exclusively... I, I will raise you, raise you a Maserati Nettuno, an engine. Okay. Well, then we're going to have to go to like Ford Cologne. No, 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 we can't do this. Cars that were named after places. This is, by the way, the Car Bunch Show, if you hadn't figured that out. Whatever, they know better. Okay. <laughs> You're not stupid enough to stumble on Haggerty this. Haggerty Podcast Network. We do have to say that. Clap. <laughs> the mic is too cold. What is your... I mean, it just never stops being amusing. It's Sorry. really not that difficult. Okay. Show um, me. I just want to see the mechanic. You do this weird like. Well, it's because the mic's too close and I'm trying to do it there. There we go. Okay. See you after the break. All right. <laughs> okay. It's, it's really not. I aspire. Hear that laugh in the background? That's Paul, Paul who just was like, Derek. It's really, it's very nice. I aspire to do that someday. One day you too shall be able to clap, young man. Uh, but it's not today. <laughs> today. Definitely not today. Episode count is approaching your name. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, sorry. I'll start the. Hurdy gurdy hurdy. Our episode account. Bless you. Speak. Our, our episode count is approaching your age. Yes. And we even entertained the idea of a 100th episode being about Ferdinand Piech, but we'll continue to gaslight, not gaslight, is that the word? Um, stall. Stall on that one. I mean, I'm going to clean this table up because anyone who's watching this on YouTube is going to think we're slobs, which, <laughs> which we are. I mean, do you need a double, double coaster? Double, double coaster? Is that an in and out burger coaster? Mm. I probably should have more water, but... Um, I guess we're probably already recording. I just keep, keep, keep Paolo's learned to just immediately hit record on one of the cameras. So probably starting with the A cam so that if something magical happens, then it's captured for both of us. You just got two thumbs up from him. Yeah. Um, right. So first of all, update, you pulled into the driveway in a thing with a top that goes down. Ah, yes. The R129 saga continues, maybe even concludes. Uh, I've it, just been... Yes, of course. We we finished extolling the virtues of that car, and then I've been dealing with just the hydraulic roof cylinders. I was like, oh, yes, only one of them's leaking. I'm just going to do that one. And then I was sort of in there and was like, oh, these two or three are all, two, I don't know, two or three more are also leaking. And then I was like, okay, fine. And I put it back together. And then in the process of putting it back together, I damaged one. <laughs> so then I like got everything assembled, and then it's spraying hydraulic fluid everywhere. So then I rebuilt that one, uh, and then I got it all back together and was delighted, and then noticed puddles of hydraulic fluid under the car, which is where they come Ooh. out if any of the sort of, I guess there's four, six in that middle area. Mm -hmm. If they leak, then it all goes to the same place and comes out under the car because there's a convenient little boot that captures the leaking hydraulic mm -hmm. fluid and then dumps it underneath the car on the ground, which I think is a, an yeah, interesting 
design choice because that means that they knew they were going to be leaking hydraulic fluid and so they were like here's a mechanism that ensures that it goes onto the ground under the car instead of accumulating inside of the chassis alerting you of its presence sure so then i had to do the two main ones and i got those in last night and the roof now functions so that was just last night finally yes i finished it like midnight start to finish i I noticed the interior is not reassembled but start to finish how long has this process taken I started at the end of January and it is now uh, April. April. (laughs) So, I mean, if I had done them all in one go, then yes, but I was trying to be sort of cheap and piecemeal. Except for the one that you texted me about. Which, oh, the one where we couldn't get the... uh, How is it possible? So this is a through bolt that goes through the... There's a spherical bearing, yeah, in the bottom of the main lift cylinder and they had seized uh, and, you know, I, I think probably eight different people tried to get it out. Uh, and ultimately, it's one of the techs at Isimi, the shop foreman, who sent me a picture of it out, and he had a, lined up all the tools he used, which included alcohol. a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he just he heated the shit out of it, and I was sort of shy. I took it to my usual independent mechanic, and he's like, "I don't use heat in that area, not when the car is inside, and not that close to hydraulic fluid." Yeah, which but Isimi's used to notably flammable. Well, he, also the the te- the tech at Isimi who got it done did it outside in the parking mm-hmm. lot, not inside the building. But you know, ultimately, it was a necessary like PB blaster and like penetrating oil and a great deal of heat and a lot of force and. I mean, it was just a real uh, bear. And then they were so destroyed by the extraction process that I ordered new ones from Mercedes, which took a couple of weeks to arrive also. I mean, it was because, of course, it's some specialized tool. It's a specialized yeah. bolt that has threads in it, only mm-hmm. a very select area. Oh, we'll have an insert. Yeah. So you can see how strange looking this thing is. Anyway, so now it has a functional convertible roof until something else goes wrong. So at least Mercedes carries that part because I had a failure in the 190s. A very oh, rare yes. failure. I got Mine has the same failure. Does it? Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. So I got in my car and I went to go look at the mirror and I noticed that the housing around the mirror had cracked. And I don't mean cracked. It had a rear end explosion, which, you know. Insert here. here. But don't Google it. Don't Google that. The the back end of the whole mirror blew out. Yeah. Um, And this mirror is weird anyway because occasionally would leak grease onto the shift boot which i thought was the weirdest thing grease it, like like uh anti-dimming mirror fluid like in an e39 yeah, no, m5 or like grease like i don't know what the hell like it was not have this uh, this slick sort of i, I thought so it like was oily like, oily yeah i thought it was yeah. a plastic degrading um i don't know i still don't know where it's coming from although there's a little um like ball joint ball thing. joint in the back yeah. and i think that was just grease in there that was slowly trickling down and dripping off the whatever i can't find this fucking mirror anywhere um, yes, a, it's a unique size. That's it's, unfortunate because I'm going to have to solve the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mine is held together currently with a binder clip and a rubber band. Mm, nice. That's, that's high quality. Very Swiss. Yeah. So what's the, what, so the other the other thing I find interesting is you just said you, you we've just spent all this time extolling the virtues of R129 and you've had four months of fighting with hydraulic roof cylinders. I had a similar experience. I was working on the Scirocco. I had half of the dashboard out to just do a bunch of different things, including replace one light in the instrument cluster. And while I was there, I'd replace another bunch of other lights. And I had a moment where a bunch of friends showed up and I just started yelling. Like, like, have you ever had a car for 26 years and told everyone just how much you loved it only to find out that you fucking hate it? It's just the interior of that car is, I don't want to call it a pile of shit. But it's assembled and it's constructed in such a way that was never meant to ever take apart. And, and it's, certainly not go back together yeah, after that. No. 1,500 different bolts 
uh, and screws, all of which have the same size thread. So you never know which one. Oh, shit. I needed the longer one here and the shorter. And of oh, course, I try to take photos when I disassemble stuff for that reason. And I've also started doing sandwich baggies with yeah. post-its inside. Yeah. And then it's like, these are for this the oil to be, temperature sensor or whatever. Right. This was supposed to be a five-minute project where I pulled the, the, the cluster out, replaced a, burnt, a bulb that burnt out. and Actually, it was a clock. It started out with a clock. The LCD screen had started to bleed. I got another one. The one that I got was defective. And while I was waiting for parts, over the course of three weeks, I started taking the rest of it apart because I had a climate control vacuum modulator thing that was leaking and it was while I'm there. Which, and then, unfortunately, someone walked And now the, the car has a rebuilt engine because yeah. you, you're Not scope yet. creep. <laughs> Not yet. But, I mean, somebody walked through the garage and kicked. I had everything, all the screws in the order, and I pulled them uh, out, and somebody kicked it. And so that was Oh, you got to take photos. Yeah. Wow. Photos are, although I have lost photos so many circlips, like just launch them into orbit somewhere inside of the mm -hmm. garage and they go around on the floor. This is why, now I know why you don't have any flex on your floor yeah. because everything just disappears there, which is the intent of the flex. But if you've got like a circlip or a washer that you've launched into orbit somewhere in the garage, you're never going to see yeah, it again. Right. Perfectly clean, high gloss floor. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Um, but anyway, the Scirocco update is still at the frame shop, mostly because they've been too busy to deal with it. They did put it on a frame rack, and it measures perfectly. Huh. Everything okay, is perfect. So there's nothing to do. Except the control arm, which I swear to God I replaced, must be bent. So I ordered two new control arms from Tectonics Tuning, which they're up in the Pacific Northwest. It should be here soon. And then the guys are like, yeah, we'll keep measuring to make sure that the front cross member is in the right spot. But everything appears perfect. So they should be able to just move the fender and have everything line up. And it looks like it was just hung improperly. But I'm really happy to see that my car's frame is not bent. Yeah, that's that always a nice discovery to right? have. Yeah. Have I had any nice discovery? Oh, the Citroen saga continues. Um, I, it was fixed, mm -hmm. and I made it three blocks before it packed up again. That was a couple weeks ago, right? This was some yeah. weeks ago, yes. Uh, and the it got a new coil, but the coil was too much resistance, and it was frying the points. Uh, and so it would work when the points were cleaned, and then they, it, they would foul up again, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, the goal is to convert the car to electronic ignition nobody makes an off-the-shelf kit to do that but the later cars did have it and so the goal is to like get all of the parts you know in the oh distributor and the ignition box and the coil and different spark plug wires from a car that was never sold in the united states you know so i have to like find someone to go to a junkyard in continental europe uh, and then I found some place in Germany that converts another electronic ignition kit to fit the car and they said they could do it, but I have to send them the drive gear from my existing distributor to Germany so they can Jeez. install it. So, that's, uh, so the Citroen is still not running, um, okay. which is not really news. That is, yeah, this, that is conti a continuation, non-news. Um, uh, I just signed up for something I haven't done in almost 20 years, an autocross. Oh, uh, autocross the Lotus. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's with the Golden Gate Lotus, Golden Gate chapter, Lotus Club, whatever. Uh, a friend of mine said, hey, you want to come out to, to an autocross? And I said, fine, I'll do it. So the big question is, do I pull, do I run it on the enormously oversized Michelin Pilot Sport all season three pluses that I have on the car? Or do I put the original Yokohamas? Did they rub? They did. I think they've worn enough now they don't. It was a very mild rub. But my problem is I, I would rather run the Yoko, the original Yokohamas. I'm not convinced that the all-season Michelins don't actually outgrip the original really? Yokos. Yeah. Well, how? But what are the dates on your Yokos? 2016 or 17 on the Yokos. So uh, they're, they're getting old. They're a little vintage. They're a little vintage, but they are the Lotus Spec Yoko. Or 
and you know, 175 fronts and I went to a 205. I mean, it's a huge difference. Um, and then 225 in the rear, I went to a 235 or 235, 245, whatever it is. Um, but I think after driving like a lunatic on the way here, I think it's not going to rub. So I think I'm going to run the all seasons. And here's why my tire shop, ch- tire shop charges me $240 now to mount a set of tires. Really? Mountain yeah. balance. Mountain balance. Yeah, let's see. What have, I think I ate, is that 60 a yeah. piece? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That means $480 to put the original Lotus tires back on so I can scrub oh, them off and then swap back. One sense, set of wheels. Set of wheels, yeah. The SE has a wider wheel. I'd nev- I'll never find another one. Um, they only made 266 of those cars. Anyway, yeah, it's a nightmare. So I'm not spending $500 in mounting and balance. I'm just going to run the fucking all season. Yeah, I mean, um, that's, you could have a track day for that much money. Yeah. In fact, if I do a track day on the car now, I've decided I've, I'm doing it on the all seasons. I mean, they're really good in all seasons. And there's not like there's any weight to wear the cars off. But I'm so excited. It's been 20 something. The last time I went to an autocross, I can find this picture because I just looked it up. The last two times, one of them was in the Scirocco and I spun across the finish line, uh, literally spun through the lights and got fastest time of day. Um, and the the other one was my 996 that's like when i was in high school i was doing uh, track and i was a a sprinter and i you know you're supposed to lean across the finish line because then if the first part of your body to cross the finish line Mm. your torso is the thing so i leaned so hard that i ate shit but i also won (laughs) so i'm like like rolling across the finish line like road rash this is a fun autocross school so i did a school because the school is more more time right you get to do the, the the whole course in seek in parts so you mm-hmm. do you know the slalom first and then all this other stuff and then you put it back together so it's not this half of what i don't like about autocross is it's like a surprise element you see a sea of cones and you have to remember which way you're going mm-hmm. um so i like that i could build up to it and uh, i had one instructor say um you know hey i'm watching out there and, and you're you could be a lot faster you're not pushing hard enough and i'm like what like I, i'm gonna fucking lose this car and he's like ah you're not pushing hard if you haven't spun you haven't you haven't pushed hard enough and that this was that run, and <clears throat> the way this was in North Park in Pittsburgh, uh, which was a big parking lot, but it was actually quite uphill, and so or quite hilly. And so this one section was like a slalom that went up the hill, and then right at the t- it would crest the hill and did a one eighty back down. And he was like, "You need to stay flat the whole way up the hill." And I was lifting for the corners, and I'm like, "I no, I don't think you understand. This car's." fucking quick and he was like yeah no no i'm just i'm just watching it i think you can stay flat and i'm like okay so the instructor says it i try it and i did in, indeed stay flat but the problem was after the second turn so i think it was a left first and then the right well then the back stepped out big and i just kept my foot in it <laughs> it's front wheel drive so i just kept my foot in it and did the series of progressively bigger tank slappers mm-hmm. through the slalom uphill but it was uphill i have still full throttle so i made it through one two oh my fucking god and then when i got to the top i lifted tapped the brakes turned in and did a huge drift around the 180 halfway through it i'm like oh my god i'm not actually going to loop the car back on the gas flew down the hill and then turned in for the for the um finish line and fucking ate it just went into complete orbit but i got ftd okay um yeah so so the so, instructor was right it, it, yeah i'm i'll never i would never be able to do that again complete adrenaline and chance that i was able to catch any of it um right. but it was fun so this will be it'll be interesting to um uh to do autocross in a lotus i don't think i've ever done one so yeah maybe it'll uh acquaint you more with its limit behavior which understeer. is not uh just gonna understand until like it sort of snaps yeah well, we'll see Fine. It should be interesting. Um, <clears throat> right. So to today's topic at hand, mm-hmm. we've talked about this for quite some time. 
offline. I don't know if, how many times we've ever mentioned it online. Yeah, the ideation for episodes. Uh, toponyms. Toponyms. Do you know what a toponym is? Or Topography name. Yeah. Would be my guess. Uh, automotive toponyms are cars that are named after places. Uh. And of course, the ones that we find the most funny are the ones you would never, like a car named after a place where you'd never see it. Oh, like ever. a Calais? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a oh, Montreal. Do- Dodge Monaco. Ugh. Really? Not even as a rental car, folks. Yeah. Um, so I went through on the internet. First, I tried the chat GPT thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I told it to. Have you done this yet? This have eight. I used it? Yeah. yeah I've used it, yeah, you but not for this purpose. Okay, so I'm, I told it to make a list of every car named after a place, and it failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so much for AI. I had to actually exercise real eye, or at least diligence in, in research. And I did come up with a number of cars. Okay. So we have no, I don't know how we're going to discuss this. I have, hold on, 100 and, 113, so 112 we could cars. use the random number generator. <laughs> I don't think we need to do that. Um, okay. But I think Paula's like, good, because I'm busy. Yeah, Paula's doing something over there. He's probably ordering lunch for us. Um, Which is very important. So we'll carry on with Okay. That. So we'll look after ourselves. I have them currently organized by manufacturer name. Okay. Um, I don't know if I should, be, because, well, maybe what we should do is go look at duplicates first. Oh. Because there are a lot of duplicates, and I hadn't really thought about this. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, Ascend by model. Um, okay, so there were, okay, I have one duplicate that I'm just deleting and we're going to pretend that wasn't here. Uh, there were two Aspens. Oh, there's like a Chrysler product, like, uh, is it their Ford Edge equivalent? If there's like a Chrysler equivalent, of, or is it a, an SUV? It's like a medium-large mm-hmm. SUV thing. Uh, and then there's like a, a 70s malaise era something. Dodge. Also Dodge. Dodge. Yeah. yeah. So both. So they're in, in their defense, they are the same company, but right. both, but Aspen so they didn't have to worry about a trademark. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. Quite well, a few of probably, those. It lapsed. Uh, Atlantic. Think about that. Oh, there's the Bugatti. If you're using the French, uh, <laughs> uh we, are there other Atlantics? Uh, there's an Austin Atlantic. Oh, that's I why I don't know what it is. Yeah. Me neither. I have, I mean, I, I, I apologize to the audience, but you all have both Google and chat gpt you can look this shit up we're not going to do a, a um unless answer. it's something that we happen to know something about yeah maybe we'll start talking about things um or all right we discuss in depth uh there are a lot okay cortina technically the, the same thing they both they were badged ford cortina and lotus cortina were they uh, not were they not i don't know uh, we saw a bunch of cortina cortina that's uh, th- th- if it's an Italian word, then the plural of Cortina would be Cortine. Cortine. Uh, we saw a bunch of them in Cortina. We did. When we were there. Uh, did you know there was a Yugo Florida and a Renault Florida? I go Florida or you go Florida? You go oh. Florida. Um, uh, yeah. They what? What was the other one? The lan- there's a Lancia Floride. There is. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna add it to the list right now. Did I? Did I? It was know? a concept car. That doesn't count. Uh, Sorry, it, in production form, it became the, the multi-wipered uh, Flaminia sedan. Oh, okay. Uh, and Pininfarina, I think, drove one. Well, after that car came out, Batista drove it for the rest of his life. It was his personal car, the Floride. The Floride. Uh, huh. Concept car. Floride? Floride? <laughs> Florida? I'm just... Uh, I think it, the last Florida. letter is an E. 
but okay. I don't remember for sure. There was actually two of them. I think one was four doors and the other was two. And it had the, the sedan one had uh, suicide doors. Huh, you're going to have to do an insert of that. Yeah, that one, that's, okay. it's beautiful. I think it's one of the coolest uh, cars ever. Le Mans. Uh, Pontiac. And? Uh, Which is not really fair because it was a continuation. Daewoo. Daewoo. Really? Yeah, there was Daewoo Le Mans. Which was the later? Oh yes, it's just a uh, yeah, right. Uh, Opel C Cadet and D Cadet. Yeah, e okay. Also, I think they continued. That's yeah. like when Ki did Kia keep calling the Elan the Elan when they made it? Or did they change the name? Because remember that there was the front wheel yeah. drive Elan and then the Kia M100. took it over, yeah. and I think they didn't call it that anymore. Um, Monaco, Dodge, and I did not know this. The internet. Told Neither me this. do I. Riley. There was a Riley. Oh, so all of these sort of like Roots Group and BMC products that we never got here that we neither of us have ever experienced firsthand were so just an immense, <laughs> immense blind spot. The the Austin Princess and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, there were likewise Chevrolet Montana and Pontiac Montana. Are those the same thing? Those are those second generation dustbusters that aren't yeah. dustbusters anymore. I think the Chevrolet Montana con continues on as a pickup truck now, which is Ford uh, a, a Chevy. Of uh, Brazil, GM Brazil. Mm. I think that still exists. Um, this is what some what going to New Zealand taught me is that there's this vast landscape of vehicles that never came to the United States and weren't in Europe either. So they mm. never really entered the mainstream journalistic mm. like consciousness. Yeah. Uh, and so if you haven't been to one of those places or or you know for some reason have some mm. reason to have studied those cars then you just have no idea they exist. And you're just like, that like looks what like a rendering yeah. of a car. You're like, you know, AI designed me a car that looks like a 90s blob mm -hmm. car. And then you're like, oh, there it is. There it is. But it's like a real live thing that existed that many well, thousands of people probably drove around in. That the weirder ones no to mental. me where you go to like the Caribbean islands, you go to like Aruba or something, and you'll see things like a Toyota Corona mm -hmm. that looks just like a Corolla with Camry headlights but, you know, they'll take the design language from cars that we know or even parts from cars that yeah. we know and reorganize them in other things that just were bizarre. Yeah. Uh, this happens in Japan, too, a yeah. lot where you'll see something where you're like, that looks like a Cressida, but it's actually a Toyota Crown, but it's not a Cressida because then they sell the Cressida there as a different something crown. Else, yeah. And like then there's like a Camry Crown mm -hmm. thing. And then there's like the Aura, Camry looks like we our, know as right. a Camry and. Like there's all this, yeah. th they use the same name, but on a different car and then they have the same car, but it has a different name. But there. the one that gets me the most is the styling cues. You're like, is this a midsize? Cause it looks like a, it's styled to look like a Camry in the front and a Corolla in the back, but really it's only the size of a Yaris. I mean, it just yeah. gets wild. It's really um, out there. The other one I, I forgot, I forgot to look at all of Holden because you know, we talk about Calais, you said a minute ago, uh -huh. um, you know, I know that Holden GM Australia had a bunch of names, but anyway, um, Monte Carlo is an interesting one because it was used by two different companies and very, very different. Oh yeah. Uh, Chevy and Lancia. Yeah. Lancia Monte Carlo was not, yes. a, not the beta Monte Carlo, which we got here as the Scorpion, mm -hmm. which was the central tub, uh, that, uh, was the basis of the zero three seven. Yes. Uh, Sebring, Maserati, and Chrysler. I think about that How one. How did you do? You? Yeah, <laughs> things that Derek <laughs> thinks about when no one's at least to once him. a day. I think about Sebring and uh, the, the other Sebring. I'm very no, because uh, you know when you uh, maybe not if you if you fly into a small airport like a, a small airplane airport, mm -hmm. the there will be what are called FBOs, a flight base operation, which is like the little 
desk office building or whatever where they're like, I would like fuel and uh, snacks or whatever. Anyway, they, those FBOs often have like a car because you fly in in your little plane and you need to like go to town to do something. And they're like, there's a car you can rent. Uh, and, you know, and if you go to somewhere in a private jet and it's a big airport, like, I don't know, Van Nuys or something like that, then they're going to have like a regular rental car type of car. But if you fly into some random ass little town, then the, the like airport cars. So like one time it was a Volvo V70 wagon. This mm -hmm. was like in 2020 probably. And it was like a nineties Volvo wagon that was still in service. Yeah. And like one time I got a Chrysler uh, JXI Sebring like from the nineties. Uh, that one, I, I think I might have photos of both of these actually oh, for inserts, cool. but you're just like, what I have, so I've literally paid them $30 to rent a 1997 Sebring. That was probably, like, probably started its life at, at enterprise. <laughs> yes. Uh, convertible, of course. So yes, course. but I, I've, so yes, I've driven both of the Sebrings actually. So far, it's the only one on the list that I think that I'm, you've driven that I've driven both of. Okay. I think those were all the duplicates. Um, the one that I found interesting was that I really hadn't thought of is the number of cars that Ferrari named after places. Mm, Portofino, Portofino, California, mm -hmm. America, Super America. Super America. <laughs> no, there's no place called Super America. Uh, but there's, <laughs> I think there are some probably listeners of this podcast that would disagree with you. Uh, 360 Modena. Oh, yes. Like, and Fiorano and Maranello. Was there a Fiorano? Yeah, the uh, five ninety nine. Oh, that's right, five ninety nine. I was thinking that I kept I, I kept not being able to remember. And which. of course, Superfast, which is named after Superfastia. Never mind. <laughs> there was never an America, right? There was. Uh, the yeah, three thirty yeah. uh, um, America, and the three seventy five also America. Uh, three thirty two plus two. This is a two fifty GTE with a three thirty engine in it. It's an interim um, car. Yeah, I I never think of Ferrari as as aping names from places, but. Modena, Italia, Maranello, California, the America, Fiorano, and Portofino were the ones that I came up with. Um, mm -hmm. which was super fast is notably absent. Okay. We talked super about fast, that. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Daytona, but that's not an official Ferrari name. Oh, that's interesting. That, that was designation just... was adapted or adopted informally, but the car was always known formally as a 365 GTB4. I'm going to put it on the list because that's another duplicate. Oh, a Dodge, the Dodge Daytona. Daytona. My next right. door neighbor had one of those when I was a kid. Uh, yes. Um, there are a lot of alliteration in Dodge names that I hadn't realized. Dodge Dakota, Dodge Daytona, Dodge Durango. Yeah. Um, Naming them after rugged places when there's some actual intentionality. Uh, that's actually the, what, the defining characteristic, I feel, of um, Kia. Kia and Hyundai Kia's Sedona, naming scheme. Santa Fe, Telluride, Palisade. Hold on, I didn't even get Telluride. Carnival. Um, Wait, that's not a place. Carnival is um. It's an event. Not a, it's it's not a place. It's a state of mind. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, um, Sofia. That's not a place. Sportage is not a place. Well, but Hyundai has Santa Fe. Tux. Tiburon's all. What? Tiburon is a oh, place. Tiburon is a place. <laughs> named it, after a shark. Named after the same thing. Or as uh, John Davis calls it, the Tiburon. Tiburon? Yeah, when that car came out. Tiburon. Uh, Veracruz. Hyundai Veracruz. Kia Tiburon. Hyundai Veracruz. Mm -hmm. Kia Rio. Kia Sedona. Kia Sorrento. Mm, that's, uh, so that's not uh, exactly. That's a discontinuous one. These, the, my favorites are the ones where the places are super discontinuous with the car. And Sorrento is a really good example yeah. of that. It's oh. just a name. It's a place that's very sort of like, you know, it's on the Amalfi Coast and it's a beautiful town on a cliff overlooking the ocean. And, you know, it's meant to evoke some level of 
like Portofino makes mm-hmm. sense. Portofino is like you a, would see a, Ferrari, a, a yacht harbor, and mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's a Ferrari place. But you know, Borrego. That's another one, oh, right? I forgot about that one. I don't even know what it is. I think it's some kind of SUV, SUV, right? I was on the launch of that one. Oh. That's the, the first... So it's the, the highlight time. of your automotive, uh, your, your journalistic career? Actually, it was an interesting story because they f- flew us to some fucking island somewhere not in Borrego. Vancouver. No, not... not they, we didn't go to Borrego. We drove Borregos. And we're on this road, this road and, and the route was programmed in the nav and they gave a route book for us to look at in case we got oh, lost. Oh, I've heard this story. And I was just like... Did, is it me or are we going in circles? So I pull out the route book and I realize that on, on that uh, the, on the map they had us avoid certain sections of this main road. So we'd be on the main road and then we'd go off into a neighborhood and then go back on. And what the fleet company who probably put the route together did very brilliantly was avoid any potholes. <laughs> so any sections of rough road, they would just divert you through someone's driveway, basically. Um, and so, so the car had a an issue with uh, road like a dump truck mm. and uh i i remember slamming it in the review and the kia pr person being like you are the only person who said this and i'm like i'm the only person who figured out what you did mm-hmm. <laughs> idiots um yeah and then they would get home they were just rattle traps i just remember really? it like which is not what you'd expect from kia not now not then now. There then not. there was a lot of skepticism because they were like Japanese cars, but not as good. And Japanese cars are newfangled foreign cars. I mean, the perspective of yeah. the 80s is, yeah. is that. But but Kia was not on top of the world the way they No, no, now, certainly so. not. I mean, if, I, when they first arrived in the 90s, I remember that they were um, laughable, I guess. Kia Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. And the Sportage. Sport, sportage. Yes. That's not named after a place. Um, yeah, I find that the... That the uh, Korean car companies are the best at picking names that, you know, are sort of aspirationally adventuresome. Mm. And next in line is definitely the Americans. Um, but yes. And then there's the Europeans who in large part are just like, here's some numbers and letters for you. Well, all right. So let's start with Alfa Romeo. Can you think of any? Montreal. Montreal. And another one that uh, didn't even occur to me because uh, I'm stupid. Hold on a second. Mm, give me an era. You've probably owned one. Uh, no, I've only owned three Alfa Romeos. Which were? Giulietta. Mm-hmm. Not named after a place. No, it's an, a, a GTV6. Mm-hmm. Milano. Ah, see? Yes. I didn't even think about that. I'm like, wait, hold on, a Milano. Yeah, but only in the United States. Yeah, that was called a 75 in Europe. Yeah. Or the rest of the world, right? I have um, not owned a Milano. So I'm going to blow through Austin because I don't think any of us... Well, we can't credibly comment on them. That's there was an A40 that was called Somerset. Oh, Atlantic. Wasn't there an A40 Atlantic? I think there was. It's not on my list. Paula, would you mind Googling that if, to see if there was an A40 Atlantic? I believe this there was. This list is growing as, as, ever, as I read it. But there was an A40 Somerset. There was an Austin, well, the Austin Atlantic. So I, that must be an A4. So that. Yeah, oh, right yeah. Uh, an Austin Cambridge, an Austin Devon, an Austin Dorset, an Austin Montego, an Austin there Westminster. Was. Okay, yeah. A90 oh, A90. Yeah. Well, Somerset was an A40, which replaced, I think, that whatever it was. But so apparently, all of Austin's name, including Westminster, that's mm. a good name. Name it after your castle. And these are all sort of like smallish cars for the most part. They're not. Uh, I mean, I guess they're aspirational names in their own way, but yeah. intended specifically for British consumption because those names are largely meaningless if you're not familiar with. Yeah, the I don't landscape. know what Dorset and Devon are. No, what is a Devon? It's a place, but obviously. Exactly. But is it a good place or a bad place? I don't. I don't know exactly. I mean, the Atlantic, that just sounds like a Bugatti. It um, also sounds vast and cold and moist. We're good. <laughs> Some cars are all like right, that. All right, Bentley it is. 
Uh, um, Mulsan. Right. That's a great name. Yeah. I and mean, that's taken from the, from the Mulsan Strait. And Arnage, which is also named after uh, a place, a, a, a corner at Le Mans. Um, it's a specific yeah. corner at Le Mans. Mulsan is the strait. Um, I don't, I didn't have Arnage. I had Brooklyn's. Brooklyn's, yeah. That's another one. That was a tr- racetrack that was banked and was really in like a big deal in the 20s and 30s. And then it, I think during World War II, it ended up as an RAF airbase and they never used, they, they had to untrack it for that reason. And I don't think it ever existed as a track <laughs> again after World War II. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Bentley Brooklyn's, that's true. Uh, Continental, that's a place. The continent is a place. <laughs> Well, c- Continental, it's true. like Lincoln Continental, obviously, and Bentley Continental. I mean, and Bentley I used the Continental name uh, on the Darby cars. Darby was not an official name, but it uh, it is. It was na- the the three and a half and four and a quarter cars were called Darby cars because they were built at the Darby factory to contrast them with the later crew cars. So that's not an official name I'm, for them. But uh, I'm adding it to the anyway, list. Anyway, there was a Continental. Uh, during that era, and then there were Continentals in the early post-war years. That is one of my favorite old man. They're not even well. They're kind of old man cars. The the R-type Continental, magnificent. They deserve to be seven-figure cars. Uh, that's a like a early post-war Bentley Continental, mm-hmm. and then they did it again in the nineties, and uh, again in the four-wheel drive W twelve Volkswagen Phaeton. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I find the Brits are very good. So Rolls-Royce did one. Piccadilly. Huh? Piccadilly. There was a Rolls-Royce Piccadilly? I think it was actually a particular body or body style, but this would be in the the, the 1920s, probably. Oh, when you were in high school. Yes. Um, (laughs) My college roommate had one. Um, Let's see. Uh, Rolls-Royce places. uh, They're they're always like silver this and silver that. Ghosts and shadows shadows and and spirits. spirits. Uh, Uh, Oh, Camargue in the south of France. How did you know that? Yeah. I mean, I didn't even hear of the Camargue until recently. The Rolls-Royce Camargue? Yeah. Really cool car. Yeah, they're really cool. So this car, the Camargue, the styling was actually recycled from a different Pininfarina concept that they did on the, do you know what car? No. It was a Mercedes-Benz. Did, was did. it named after a place? Because if it's not, we're not going to discuss it here. Okay, then yes, no. <laughs> uh, moving on. Hold on. Uh, no, Pininfarina did a, a coach-built mm-hmm. um, rendering of, I think it was a Mercedes 600 or it was a 300 SEL 6.3 coupe. Mm. Uh, but anyway, Pininfarina designed a car that looked almost exactly like the Rolls-Royce Camargue. And then Mercedes was like, yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. And oh. then uh, <laughs> and then Pininfarina was like, okay, well, we'll just sell it to Rolls-Royce instead. So mm. that exact same design almost was uh, used for the Camargue, huh. which uh, has really uh, cool door handles. Uh, the exterior door handles are upside down. So instead of you going like this and lifting up, you go like this. Which is kind of more ergonomically yeah, natural. it's right? no no less un- unnatural. Um, I mean, uh, d- that they th- also did uh, the gauges. They set them in black squares to make them look more airplaney and make it more sporty inside. And what else do I know about the Camargue? Air conditioning was really important with that car. They were starting to sell a lot of cars to the Middle East, mm-hmm. uh, and there were air commis- and conditioning demands there that were not present on the continent or the Isles, British Isles. Uh, and so I think I read somewhere, that, like as a child, so this is digging deep, but I believe that the air conditioning system in that car had the capacity equivalent to 18 household refrigerators. 
in terms of tons of cooling. And You're now welcome. you know. Yeah. Uh, and then the region Camargue is a delta in the south of France that uh, dumps into the Mediterranean, and it's known for white horses. Okay, that's Good. all I have to say about I mean, Camargue. We can move on to something more else. Than, I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, I have nothing, nothing more to say. Um, if we're talking about, let's talk of things that are named after places en France. Pontiac Parisienne. Mm, which is I mean, the least Parisian product. Can you uh, imagine? That's very American to name cars after these glamorous places or places that sound glamorous. Right. Uh, but then, I mean, I wonder if, if, if any American car company has ever named a car after a place that sounds magnificent, but it's like, oh, like Essex, for example. And my understanding is Essex is not a great place in the UK, but there's things mm. named after Essex. Presumably. I'm sure we'll find something on this list. I or mean, maybe it's just an engine, and it's probably called that because that's where the factory was that built it, right. which is consistent with my the construction that I have heard echoed by people who know things about England that apparently Essex isn't like a super swanky place. I mean, I will say that the Mer- Mercury Milan is probably named... The what? Mercury Milan is probably oh. named after Milan, Michigan, which is actually a shithole. <laughs> probably oh. not Milano. named after Milano. Uh, but back to um, France, we have Lincoln Versailles. Oh, or Versailles. God. If you're in Pittsburgh, there's a town called North Versailles. Yes, um, I remember these memes from the pandemic when you couldn't go anywhere. And so people would connect all of these towns in the United States that have European names. They're like, this is my European vacation for 2020 since I can't go anywhere. Can't go they anywhere. go from, you know, Versailles to there's Manchester in New Hampshire. Like, oh, you're like a, it's like a European. Yeah. New Berlin, upstate New York. Yeah, old Berlin. I learned about, when I was in New Zealand, I looked up, like, where's Old Zealand? It is <laughs> Netherlands. Sealand. Sealand. Sealand, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Old Zealand is the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> which is called Nederland, which is the, the nether underground. Region. <laughs> Netherland, not region. Low, low country, right. Low. Uh, because it's below sea level. Okay. So yes, a lot of naming things after Paris because it's an aspiration. Paris and Italy because they're glamorous, aspirational well, places. Well, wait, yeah, just wait. Oh, Spain too, Seville. Oh, do I have Seville and Sevilla? Cadillac, hold on. Is this on the list? Yes. Okay, so Cadillac. We'll do three Cadillacs that I have right here. Seville. North Star. <laughs> that is named after... A, it's a place, but it's not on Earth. It's named after the original <laughs> Pole Star. Um, uh, Cadillac Biarritz. Oh, yes. Yes. That's uh, right. That's a good place to name something after. And Calais. Yes, well, Calais. Well, they used Calais also, yes. didn't they? Yeah, Cadillac and Old there, ca- there was a Cadillac Calais? Yeah, there was. I, it's written is down Cimarron so clearly. Place? It probably hell. is. <laughs> Cimarron is probably it's a for place. hell. Uh, Paolo, can you look that up? Is Cimarron is a place? Cimarron a place? Um, uh, oh, my God. We have to come back to GM because they were Wait, amazing. Fin- finish. Uh, what was the third Cadillac? Biarritz, Calais, and Seville. Oh, yes. Seville. Um, I f- I f- I'm really surprised that there aren't. It, it's, Cimarron is a Cimarron. C-I-M? Yeah. M-A-R. It's, it's Cimarron Cadillac. Cimarron is named after Oh, there's Mexico. some places. Uh, oh, Cordoba. Or Cordoba. Oh, <laughs> Cordoba Cadillac. It's we, on the eastern slopes of the Cambridge of Okay. Okay. Oh, so it's a real place. It's a real place. Cimarron is. Cimarron is. Where is it located? You're going to have to. The eastern slope of a something mountains. Okay. In Mexico. In, in New Mexico or in, in, in old, old Mexico? Old Mexico. Uh, <laughs> Chrysler Cordoba. Yes. You know what we should do? There's is a great um, interview with Montalban mm-hmm. uh, that he did with Dave Letterman. And he tells the story about how, you know, Dave, this is years or this is actually probably when he was st- just finishing his Chrysler thing. He did a Chrysler selling Chrysler yeah. yes, for 13 years or something like that. Anyway, in the interview, 
uh, Letterman asks him about that, and he's like, yeah, they were like calling it the Chrysler Cordoba, and he was like, well, I called it Cordoba because that's how you say it in Spanish. They're like, no, it's Cordoba. Uh, and he's like, I literally speak Spanish. And they're like, <laughs> can I at least call it Cordoba? Or what is it? Uh, Cordoba. Yeah. Cordoba instead yeah. of Cordoba. Right. Yeah, but he wanted to at least pronounce yeah. it like instead of Cordoba. Uh, so they let him do that, and then they, of course, asked him about Rich Corinthian okay, Leather. Um, and there is there is Corinth, New York. So yes. that Corinthian leather, which probably did not come from Corinth, New York. No, he said it didn't. No. He said it was just a trade name. And of course, that's that Corinth, of course, is named after the, what I assume is the original Corinth, uh, which is you know. So that's the, a new Corinth. The new Corinth, yes, <laughs> in uh, you know Greece or yeah. something like that. The Corinthians. Corinthians. Um, oh God! I just, oh, that's another like Alcantara. Alcantara is a brand name. Right, which um, is fake That is suede. also fake suede, but that's another one that people think that's a that's a term for something. It's a brand that's from... It, it, there is a place in South America called Alcantara, isn't there not? Uh, right. oh, Maybe you're in Spain. In Whatever. some Spanish-speaking country. There's an Alcantarian region where everything is soft and furry. Um, <laughs> it's an inside-out cow. Uh, f- f- okay, let's talk about Ford for a minute. Because Ford did some great names. All I can think of are the like E ones, Explorer, Escape. Oh, that's the SUVs. They're that's all SUVs. named after E's. And F's. Econolines. For the, F's. Don't forget the F's for the sedan. Oh, Fusion, Fairlane. Yeah. yeah. However, uh, Ford Capri. Yeah. Ford Cortina we talked about. Mm-hmm. Ford Fairmont. Where is that? I don't remember, but it's a place. Okay. Ford Granada. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Spain. Uh, Ford Taunus. Named oh. at Taunus Mountains in Germany, but that's where the Ford plant was. Okay. Ford Torino. Mm, and Gran Torino. Well, and then there was, here's the best part. There was a double win because there was a Ford Torino Talladega. Whoa. Ha, two places that are p- 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 whatever, whatever nims. Uh, toponyms? <laughs> toponyms in one name. Yeah, okay. Okay. There's got to be more of those. It's Mercury Monterey. Did you get that one? Hold on, Mercury... Monterey. Okay, so if we'll go from Ford to... Uh, Which I think was a retri- a different trim level of the... Uh, these are the ones with the breezeway rear window. It's a reversed sloped mm-hmm. rear window, and then it slides down because it's reverse sloped. There's somewhere to slide down, so it's like a breezeway, you know... Well, that allows like all the carbon M- monoxide. Yes, yeah. like an M6 convertible yeah. or an mm-hmm. Aventador convertible. Yeah, we can retract. But on a larger scale. And then there was the Mercury Turnpike Cruiser, which um, I think is a great name, but that's not a real, it's a, it's not a specific place. There was a Mercury Montclair. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I think that's might be part of that same family, actually. I got yeah. arrested in Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey. Yeah. Great. I mean, <laughs> definitely, definitely past. We're just going to skate past that one and not tell that story. Um, there is a Nissan Murano, and I did not realize that uh, Murano. That's one of those, one of the places that's super offensive. Why? Well, anytime there's a really big disconnect, like we were talking about with Sorrento or the Ford Granada or... Pontiac Parisian. Yeah, exactly. The last just fucking like, place you would like, ever see one exactly. of these cars. Like, and they weren't even available to, to buy them in those places, probably. Could you imagine trying to sell a Pontiac Parisian in Paris when it wouldn't fit on a street? Yeah. I mean, like the largest car in a full-size car in France at the time would be... What, a DS. A, a Peugeot 404, right? Yeah. I mean, something tiny. Yeah. Um, uh, the I enjoy also that the Alfa Romeo Montreal was not available for purchase new in Montreal because the Montreal was not sold in North America, period. That's great. Um, That's great. Um, did you know that the Buick LaCrosse was actually... LaCrosse, Wisconsin? Yes. How did you know? Who knows this? 
Apparently, you've spent more time in Wisconsin than I have. Yeah, um, I have probably spent a cumulative total of at least 90 days in Wisconsin. Oh, sorry. I mean, congratulations. So Buick actually has a lot of them. So Buick Lacrosse, Buick Lucerne. Rainier. Lucerne. Yeah, I have it. Lucerne. That's an interesting, that's another terrible, that's another one, terrible one. Because one. Lucerne happens to be, for no particular reason, that makes any sense. I like Lucerne, the city, a lot. But Buick, <laughs> for no particular reason? Well, no, no, no. no. For, for no with. mainstream reason. Yeah. that like, like, who in the world ever says Lucerne is one of my favorite cities? But I really like Lucerne. To me, Lucerne is a brand of dairy product. Yes, yes, yeah. that's true. I think it's a West Coast dairy well, product. Well, because Switzerland has a lot of cows. And so they're like, what can we name uh, our dairy brand maybe their it. last name was lucerne did you think about that it could be yeah okay. that's um, entirely possible uh, what, right. uh buick. buick so right. next one park avenue oh uh-huh. yes buick so aspirational park avenue so aspirational ultra uh <laughs> buick rainier yeah uh, rainier. buick riviera Oh, yes, that's I mean, another one. you might one. see one in the Redneck Riviera, but certainly not in the French Where Riviera. Where is the Redneck Riviera? Is that the uh, Upper Peninsula? Gulf Coast. Of Florida. Of Florida, yeah. Oh. Gulf Coast of Florida and Del... I think so, right? Isn't Into the... the like uh, what is the next day? Alabama or something? Alabama, Kentucky. Like yeah. Uh. <laughs> Alabama to Louisiana. Uh, and then the Buick Verano. Uh, is that a place? Doesn't Rotten. it just mean spring? Yes, but there is an actual place named after. Which is probably named after named the, the season. season of spring. Um, right, so that concludes Buick. Moving on to other Chevrolet, uh, GM brands, Chevrolet. We have the Bel Air. Oh, yes. The Fresh Prince of Chevy Bel Air. Is there a Bel Air that is not in California? Oh, do you look like I, th- what do I look like, ChatGPT? Uh, or this, uh, this Google list. Maps. Google Maps, yeah. There, there might be a place in France called Bel Air. I would not be surprised at all. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it is a French sounding word. Sure. I turned my internet connection off so I don't get text messages on this little screen behind us. Uh, Chevrolet Biscayne. The Bay of Biscayne? Bay of Biscayne, yeah. Yeah, right. Florida. It's, uh, you know, a boat-sized car for a bay. <laughs> that makes sense. The Chevrolet Cheyenne. Uh, that's right. It's a, P- a C10 pickup. Yep. In Wyoming. In Wyoming. That's yep. an appropriate name. That's a car where, you, that's a, a truck where you would, ex- named after a place where you'd expect to find it. Well, well there's going to be plenty more of those. Sierra. Because, well, the Chevy Colorado. Yeah. Kind of, kind of perfect. Well, this is when they were trying to be evocative with names the way that Kia did, like where they're like, we should have connections between the car and the name instead of just doing the dumb GM thing, yep. like naming cars after glamorous places the car would never go. So also Chevy Tahoe. Yep. That's another yep. Silverado Tahoe. Yukon. Uh, which that's is just a GMC, GMC which we haven't we same. haven't gotten to GMC yet. Denali, we? we have Denali. Hold on, Yukon. Oh, Yukon wasn't on my list. I am updating this list in real time so I can publish this in the description. <laughs> GMC Yukon, so that the next person who does a Chat GPT request, it can just scour our our uh, our exhaustive list. So it's GMC GMC is Yukon, Denali, and Sonoma. I think all three of those are appropriate. Sonoma, Sonoma Lesso. That's like a little shitty pickup truck, and like. Yeah, but Sonoma is like, part of the Bay Area. It's a small place. You you would see you like associated with wineries. It's like a sort of vaguely elevated, although not as elevated as Napa. And so you're like, yeah, it's like a near yeah. premium place. I mean, there's not they're not naming things after like what are the other bougie towns up in Napa? Yonville, you know, yeah, <laughs> Saint Helena, which Hugo is also a volcano Yonville. which exploded. Yeah, so you probably don't want to name. Probably not. Um, we were in Chevrolet. So Chevy, all right, now we've exhausted the Chevys that are appropriately named and we can go on to the Chevrolet Corsica. (laughs) That's another really (laughs) offensive one. That's just 
Uh, I did not see any Corsicas in when and, I was in Corsica. I did not see any Chevys when I was in Corsica. Uh, how about a, Chev- a Chevrolet Del Rey? I saw a Corvette when I was in Corsica. But you're allowed to because it's not named after the place. Yes, yes. Um, I can I can accept a, a Corvette in Corsica. A Chevrolet Del Rey. Now, Del Rey Beach, Florida, so I'm guessing where it was named after. Mm. Either that or either it's Del Rey of the King, right? But I don't know. Del Rey, R-A-Y. Uh, Chevy. Chevy Malibu is one of my favorite. Because mm. if you're from Michigan, it has a Y in it. M-Y-A, yeah. Malibu. Um, and then Chevrolet Monza. Uh, there was also that Ferrari might be Monza, one of the it? most, yes, the SP1 and 2. I'm going to put that in the Ferrari category. Wow, Chevy Monza. Yeah, not an appropriate place to take a Monza. Yeah. It's a banked, I think, <laughs> track. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Although you would, if, if it's a wet sump, then that's probably okay. Although mm, you could still get some oil starvation mm, issues on the banking. I think that's it for GM stuff. We're going to move into Chrysler because Chrysler had some great There's bullshit. also a bunch of all the weird names of Lanchas that are vintage names are all mm. named after roads, uh, Roman roads. So Via Fulvia, Via Flaminia, Via Flavia, they're all roads that existed in the Roman times. You're going to make me do all of these like right now? I mean, now, I don't know. It? It's a road and it's That's like, a toponym, right? Yeah. But they're like Roman. They're not names that are really used anymore. Via Aurelia, of course, also. Okay. So Aurelia. Aurelia, mm-hmm. Flavia, Fulvia, Flaminia. Fulvia. There's probably others. I don't know if Lambda. Pro- probably others. No, Lancia, no, probably named, others. <laughs> no, they named them after uh, uh, Greek letters also so those don't, those are not places we can do another episode on winds because there's so many windy so many, cars yeah, so many windy cars um right so we were at um chrysler uh all right chrysler. About the aspen uh we have pacifica we, we did not talk about pacifica that's pacifica a, not only relates to the ocean but i think there's also there, the town of pacifica in california which is not a town i would really want to name anything after it no, sounds nice surfing context yes right first of all it could be just named after the Pacific, Pacific Ocean, which would be a toponym. But uh, Chrysler Fifth Avenue uh, and Chrysler right New Yorker Park Avenue. Right, I love those Fifth Avenue New Yorker Chrysler Newport. I mean, uh, I'm thinking not Newport Beach, uh, Newport you know, Rhode Island, Newport Rhode and Island, the, <laughs> and the jazz festival therein. Uh, uh, and there's probably a Newport uh, French named Newport also would be spelled N I U or N U I no. NIU. Uh, there was an airplane named that. I just uh, imagine there's a place in France called that. There, how about the Chrysler Saratoga? Uh, I didn't even know this there's, Is there a Saratoga besides the one in New York? New York, yeah. Not the one, the, no. Is there like an original Saratoga? Like old Saratoga? Oh, Syracuse is what I'm thinking yeah. of. There's a Syracuse in Italia. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen a car uh, named a, like a Pontiac Syracuse. <laughs> Let's, let's do a a Chevy Utica. <laughs> we'll do just do like the Poughkeepsie, all, the, the Pontiac Potsdam, or the Pontiac Poughkeepsie, or the the Chevrolet Chappaqua. Yeah, like all weird. Or the Hague. <laughs> uh, uh, there, yeah. New York has some crazy names because of the all the you know uh, Indian tribes, like Algonquin. Mm-hmm. Although, is there an Algonquin? There's a lot of that York? in the Northeast generally. There's yeah. a bunch of that in in Maine also. Ronkonkoma. That'd be a great. Ronkonkoma, Long Island. What? Penobscot in Maine. Um, I, don't, that, I don't know that. And I'm uh, from New York, not What's Maine. the name of the place where all the presidents go? That's Kennebunkport? Yes. Yeah. That's not, a, that's that's not, not a, what I was thinking of. That's not what I meant to. Yeah. Um, right. So here's one that's up your alley. Maserati. Uh, 
we talked about the Sebring mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Quattro Porte is not a place. <laughs> it's a state of mind. Uh, uh, there was a Maserati Indy. Oh, yeah. And a Maserati Mexico. Yes. Which was also the name of a the Becker Mexico radio. Is a, <laughs> yes, the Mexico is a two-door... Uh, oh, Lotus Europa? That's a place. Oh, that I can put um, under Lotus Cortina. Uh, Mexico is a two-door Quattroporte, effectively. Mm, which would be a Duoporte. Yes. Why didn't they just also, call it Duoporte? Also known as... Because <laughs> every Maserati was Duoporte up to that point. Uh, are there, are there, is that the, all, it for the Maserati places? That's it, for the Maserati. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mazda had one called the Montrose. 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 Okay. I have no idea. Mon, Mont, I have no, whatever. Uh, Mercedes named two of their cars after places, and I didn't realize this, but these were very early um, cars. Uh, uh, Nürburgring. Mm-hmm. Mannheim. Wow, you're fucking good. Oh, hold on. Another one. Another one. Uh, is it from the same era? Uh, probably. Uh, I don't think I know what it is. It's the, the most obvious one that's not Zindelfingen. Stuttgart. Yeah, there was a Mercedes Stuttgart. Mm. Who knew? Um, I de- definitely knew about the Nurburgring and the Mannheim. Yeah. There was a Morris Oxford. Yes, right. Morris Oxford. Okay. Um, Packard did a Caribbean. Yes, the, that was one of their last cars. Um, in the early fifties. I have one. There's an entire mid fifties brand of cars that's named after a place. It's not just the name. Of the car. It's the brand. And I never even think about yeah, this. Yeah, I was thinking about the fact that the most cars are named after the, the last name of whoever founded them. Oh, yeah. Like Oldsmobile for the Olds. Yeah. Rimats, Bugatti, Ferrari, Porsche. Honda. I mean, Toyota. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Matsuda? Was Mazda? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but there's an entire brand named after a place and it, you, it didn't occur to you yet. And it certainly didn't occur to me until... I found one that um, that's a, another twofer. The Plymouth Sundance. Oh, I was never going to get that. <laughs> I was never going to get that. What do you think about Plymouth, Massachusetts? Well, which is a named uh, named for the well, place in England yeah. where they where they left from and they left thought they from, were. And so they and then they, but, was, they went through all that trouble to leave Plymouth just to arrive at Plymouth again. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Well, New York. Fuck, we left York and we've come here to New... Well, it was New Amsterdam, actually, technically. Yes, right. Which is why there's the Hutalsbrück, the Gothels Bridge. Crazy Dutch name, Hutals. Huh. Um, which okay. is, yeah. Gothels. I didn't know about it. G-O-E-T-H-A-L-S. Um, Pontiac had a Bonneville. Yes, right. Yeah. Pontiac also had a Catalina. Didn't, I, didn't we talk about that? No. No, okay. We didn't. Yeah. Catalina Island. Catalina the wine Island. mixer therein. Mm-hmm. Uh, Porsche has done one that I don't think I realized was a uh, was a, a place name. Era? What era? Modern. Uh, I mean, so... Cayenne? Cayenne is the capital of French Guiana. Okay. I did not know. I assumed it was named after a pepper. Pepper. Uh, yeah. But we don't know this for sure. I mean, we know the Volkswagen names are terrible, like Tiguan was Tiger and Iguana and... Tuareg, uh, which is tu- in unpronounceable, unspellable, and is after a group of people in North Africa. A nomadic tribe in North Africa, isn't it? Um, yeah, that sounds right. Um, all right, we can go to, there was a Colt Sapporo. I don't know what that is. I looked it up and I found it, and therefore it must be true. Um, uh, that's, well, that, yeah, I mean, that's in Japan. So it's probably one of the, the Plymouth Mitsubishi probably, products. Yeah. Uh, Fiat had a 131. Variant. 
I Ooh, we've don't stumped Derek on this some one. obscure Fiat 130. I didn't even know Fiat 131 existed until yes, a couple it was episodes their ago. flagship coupe and had a V6 that was not related to any other V6. Uh, there was a Mirafiori. Oh, Mi- oh, sorry. I was not thinking of the 131. I was thinking of the 132. Yes, yes. That was the name. That, that's where their factory was. Well, that would explain why it's <laughs> named after where the factory yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. This was the um, streetcar version of the car they went uh, racing with. Yeah. Uh, Vauxhall had a Belmont, which was an Astra. Is Vauxhall sedan. a place? Sounds like a place. Oh, shit. That could be another one to tie. Um, like Plymouth. Yeah, right. We're going to have to ask. Paolo. Paolo? Vauxhall's a place. He's going to look this up. Vauxhall has to be a place. How else? It's the weirdest name. Every time I typed it out when I was writing the script for the Lotus Carlton episode, it's the spelling is not okay. V-A-U-X-H-A-L-L. Right. Yes. It should be V-A-X-H-A-U-L-L. Vauxhall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Vauxhall. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think the oldest Vauxhall car I've ever tennis. driven was a Vauxhall. Really? 1924. I drove a Peerless, 1918 Peerless. All right, hold on. Paolo is confirming. There are Vauxhall Gardens in London. Undoubtedly named after the car manufacturer. It's probably named after a person. person. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We just He just exclaimed in the background. I don't know if you heard. Uh, He might be laughing too hard to convey us any important information. (laughs) Uh, Yep, he's definitely doing that. Uh, There was a Volvo, which you should know because you're a fan of weird Volvo things that are named after places that are forests. Amazon. Yeah. But that wasn't an official nomenclature. They were known as the 122 and 123. Okay, fair enough. Um, Subaru has done a good job. Baja. And? Uh, Forrester. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, vaguely, yes. It's not a specific place. I drive a Chevy Woods. (laughs) Yeah. Or a a Ford Field. I mean, I could see them doing that. Uh, places. Uh, oh, Tribeca. Tribeca. So, I mean, they have, they have Baja and Outback, two name, name brands that sort of conjure off-roading. And this yeah, is why adventure. we have body planning. And then you have the B9 the Tribeca. Tribeca. It's like here. B9, the B9 meatpacking district. <laughs> <laughs> well, benign was the stupidest combination because that was very much what that car was. Benign. Um, they should have been Except the, for the front end styling, which is anything but benign. It it's malignant. pretty malignant. Yeah, <laughs> malignant meatpacking district, district is what they should have called. <laughs> um, uh, Toyota. I, I never thought about this one. I mean, Toyota's names are mostly made up. Um, yes, like... like or as our, as our you know, Honda Civic and, you know, Accord, and they're just, you know, made, they're words. They're real words. Right. Camry is not a real Camry's word. Not a real Corolla word. is not a real word. No. Corona is uh, tons of derivation of crown. Mm-hmm. Um, but Toyota's Avalon. Uh, isn't that just like heaven? Doesn't Avalon mean heaven? Well, that's a, a real place. place. There's a, is there, Ooh, there's. heaven, did you know that? Heaven is a place on earth. Um, I can sing that song. No, Avalon, New Jersey is a, is a place. Probably um, not heavenly. I doubt New it. Jersey. Toyota also has Tacoma. Oh, yeah. Which is a weird place to name a car after. A I drive a Saab Seattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, an it's Audi St. Louis. <laughs> what the fuck would you choose? Tacoma. Yeah, Tacoma. It has a nice... I, I mean, and it's funny because previously that was just called the Toyota pickup truck or yeah. the Hilux. So, I mean, I guess it was nice to give it a brand name. But yeah, it doesn't... Uh, it's a weird thing. Tacoma. It just, it's nice because you can call it a taco. But. Yeah, but I'm trying to, like, are there other sort of secondary, like Dallas-Fort uh, Worth, so like, like a Ford-Fort Worth. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't afford Dallas. We're going to call it the Fort Worth. Couldn't yeah. afford Seattle. We're just going to call it the Tacoma. 
Yep, that's all true. The the sequoia, it's more of a tree. It's a park named after a tree. So fine. It's a Toyota named after but it's a, a tree. Really, that is a. I mean, but that is a, another name that just conjures great images. Yes, I mean, definitely. Even things like you know uh, Honda Odyssey. What a brilliant name. And it's such a like yeah, that's a great name. That is true. It's a um, it's a discontinuous thing for their model line because they have all these like letters and numbers like Rav Four, but mm-hmm. then other things Highlander. It's kind of a place. It's more of a person than a place. Yeah, it's a. Pl- I mean, it it's a movie. Highlands. It's a bunch of movies. Yes. Are there any? Could you like Loch Lomond? <laughs> That'd be really great. <laughs> I'm trying to think of um, other places in Scotland. Um, <laughs> Um, Buick Belfast. I mean, like, I just, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, no, so that's Skoda Sarajevo. I mean, it would just be fucking hilarious. Superb. That's a very Superb. good name. That's great. Well, Skoda has a bunch of. Uh, oh no, oh, Skoda. It, all of the freaking Seats well, are all named shut after up, places, I was saving that places one. in Spain. Skoda Kodiak is a current car oh. that is named after the Kodiak. It's K O D I A Q, but so it's a stylized version of it. Okay, I have Seat Ibiza. Yeah. Leon, mm-hmm. Marbella. Mm-hmm. And those are the three that I found. But probably have Is other Cupra ones. a place? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, um, Triumph did two. Didn't Dolomite. I? Yes. So, which is quite good. The Dolomites are a mighty mountain chain in the north yes. of Italy. Um, and then they did another one that I <laughs> had to laugh out loud from. Uh, it's not... St- Stag it's in America. Claim. It's oh it, oh oh oh. I can see it. What is this freaking car called? It's a wait wait wait. It's a, <laughs> no wait no no no. I was thinking of the Vitesse. Uh, uh, it is a. Ti- it's an Ohio. Uh, what is it? That's your first fucking problem. I'm sorry. As a, a former resident of both Pennsylvania and Michigan, I have to look down on Ohio. Um, it's contractually to, required. Toledo. Toledo. There was a Triumph Toledo. Holy Toledo! There was a Triumph Toledo. Yeah. Isn't there a Seat Toledo? Or am I just thinking of a city in Spain? And it's not. It's not a Seat. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, Seat's got some good ones. I think we have covered a hundred and twenty, a hundred and thirty different. We probably comments. forgot vast swaths. Of oh, things. you know what the worst part? The best part of this whole thing is people are going to be in the comments, and I can't wait for them to be They're like, gonna... "You forgot the most obvious ones." Yeah, we have a habit of doing that. Like in the station wagon episode, we completely totally failed to talk about Volvos. Mm-hmm. I think in an SUV episode, we didn't talk about the Land Cruiser. Yeah. So, you know, look, you don't come to Carmudgeon for actual information. <laughs> I mean, yes, I don't this think this episode is proof the, of the Lotus Ljubljana is not a real thing. Is that how you pronounce that city? Um, Ljubljana? I don't know. Um, There's probably some Russian cars, too, that are named after places. But the Volga, that's a river. Is it? I think so. You're going to have to look that one up now. My, um, I'm just saying words now. Yeah, this is bad. St- we should do say, research yeah. before we start um, talking about things. Are there other like, yeah. We had almost no German cars because Germans are far too sensible to name cars after places. Naming cars is a pain in the ass. And any marketer will tell you. I mean, there are connotations. It has to work in every language. There was another one. Yes, we always talk about uh, Nova, Nova. of course. And there was another Chevy one that we talked about recently that was deeply inappropriate. Lacrosse is funny because in Montreal, that's playing lacrosse is is playing pocket pool, if you know that expression. Um, That's touching yourself inappropriately. Yes, right. So Um, that's... And yeah. then, then we have a separate episode about cars that are named after sexual acts. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think there's such a thing. The one. Ford fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Fiat Felicio. <laughs> 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 I 
when I was in high school, uh, I remember once it was with a bunch of friends and everyone was drunk and we were walking down the street being obnoxious at like two o'clock in the morning. And we were coming up with car names that just made us laugh. And they were almost all alliteration, like Audi Ouch, um, <laughs> really made us laugh. And Opal, instead of Corsa, um, uh, of course, we call it Opal Corset. Um, and I just always think of those silly things. But the Fiat Fellatio would be very funny. And this is not Ford Clitoris. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that one's super easy because you can just take some letters from some other car and add it in front of Taurus. Which There's I, a friend of ours who has done I that. I know. I'm, I'm surprised not at all that he has done that. Yeah. And then, you know, the, this is the like ultimate board on a road trip car game. But it's just to add the word anal in front of any car name or RV name. Shirley, you've never played my this game? My name is not Shirley, and I've definitely not never played this well, game. Doesn't everybody anal, play this game? Anal Probe would be the best. Yes, of course. An Explorer, an Excursion, and then, like, there's... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Pablo's Pablo never heard of this game. He's, so he's experiencing it for the first time. But Holy shit. But, but anal Vigor? Yeah, there's all oh kinds God. of incredible names that you could... You, that, so this I, is what we do on boring road trips. It works great for motorhomes too. My favorite was, was um, in Germany. I saw a motorhome called Mein Hobby, which I really enjoyed. Anal my hobby. <laughs> my, yeah, it's just like, I mean, there's so many of them anyway. That this I is. I mean, anal CL five fifty. It doesn't have no, as much no, no. Range. That is, for certain ones, it just absolutely it doesn't work. And but anal Pierce Arrow would be. Yeah, you know. there's there's a lot of. I mean, it's it's <laughs> endless. There's some really compelling ones. <laughs> you know, legacies legend you know it, 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 there's a lot of opportunity there anyway this episode is anal accord the, yeah. the, the great anal accord of 1744 um, anyway uh this episode is rapidly devolving i think we should call it here it's probably uh maybe not the most in-depth technical discussion um, no, but it, but, look, it's, um, it is pretty amazing to me that there are, you know, we've identified, and again, I'm sure we've missed a couple of really obvious ones. Hundreds. Please put them in the comments and we'll, we'll probably, I'll just probably update the, uh, the or like pin a comment. Well, or pin a comment with all the obvious ones that people are making fun of us that, was there never a sob? So, no, the sonnet, they're oh. always named numbers. Yeah, but there was. Except for the sob sonnet. Vin uh, the VVV thing, uh, vegan. Vi uh, vegan. Um, but we've come up with 127, 8, 9, 30. I mean, 130 cars that are named after places. Either these are great or they show a incredible lack of originality. Yeah, I mean, also it's appropriate to name a car after a place because a car is a conveyance to take you to place. Well, Even if you're not going to drive you a Parisian, to, well, I mean, no, you're trying they're to doing evoke, it for aspiration, right? Yeah, a, a, a Land Rover evoke, Range Rover evoke. Uh, yeah. Which yeah, you're is trying to place. you're trying to draw associations between the car that you know it's the same thing as putting lifestyle marketing materials where you're like that will be me if I mm -hmm. have this car I will be drowning in beautiful women or I, right. bankers or whatever in it Pacifica. is Pacifica, yeah, <laughs> right. Really, it's a neat, uh, neat topic. Car names. I don't know what the fuck Paolo's doing in the background, but I apologize to all of you for the noise. He's, uh, oh, he just fell down a flight of stairs. Kidding. Um, all right. Well, this has been episode 90 something of the Carmudgeon show. This was uh, a covered a lot of ground in this one. Literally. Literal physical mm -hmm. ground. And okay. look forward to the uh, Alvis Antarctica in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, about to go get in my Lotus. I don't know. Lincoln could be named after a place. Or a man. And on that note, uh, this has been uh, the Haggerty Show, uh, the Haggerty Podcast Network Carmudgeon thing. Join us next week. <laughs>